0: Basically, whenever you check the weather app in Los Angeles, the range of temperatures today, it was between 43 degrees and 78 degrees. (laughs)
1: Literally a margin of 100%.
0: Right. I was like, yeah, so it's weather outside. Like, (laughs) so it's temperature. Like, I don't. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck am I supposed to do? They're like, yeah, it's the desert. So like, it'll be really fucking cold, but maybe not. Like, okay. (laughs) Cool, cool.
1: Wait, did, did you
0: hear her? I'm sitting in a beanbag. I'm, I'm on really? the floor. I'm on the floor. Mm-hmm. Can you
1: give us some beanbag ASMR?
0: Uh yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm.
1: It's v- oh oh that was that was, it. yeah <laughs> yeah. Ruby and I are making a collective face in the. Google.
0: Should we talk about some hot highways? Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: I had a dream about a a creepy shit happening on a highway recently. Did I tell you guys that?
0: Oh my God, do share. Um,
2: Okay, so anyway, I was in my dream, which was terrifying because it was so realistic. But my family, I was back with my parents and my sister, and we were driving home somewhere. Um, And when it's in the beginning of the dream, we're driving home as a family, which is weird enough as it is given...
1: Because usually we fight and have to take separate cars.
2: <laughs> well, usually we have one motorcycle and then three sidecars attached. <laughs> <in> different <laughs> different <laughs> different one sidecar's
1: side side on the back. <laughs> yeah. Just
2: a trailer. It's a double yeah. ride. It's actually what it is it's a bucket with a string. So um, that person just kind of bumping yeah. up and down. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's usually <laughs> how we travel as a family. So it was odd that we mm-hmm. were in a car to begin with. But anyway, we're driving in this car and. Um, we, my mom says something along the lines of to my dad, like, oh, you know, we should pull over at this McDonald's because, you know, you can get some coffee and stay awake and, um, you know, we can, pee. it'll be better to pee with McDonald's. Co-. I don't know. It was something weird. So we pull over Speak at this highway McDonald's and my mom and I go into the McDonald's bathroom and it's a weird stall. It's like, you know, because it's a dream. So nothing makes sense. But I come out. And we're back in the parking lot going back to the the car and there's this dude in the parking lot and he's kind of like squat and old. He's got this uh, cut off, like this black T-shirt with the sleeves cut off and he's got like a Santa beard and like gray hair pulled back. And he starts yelling at us and like accusing us of something. He's trying to get into a fight with us and it's terrifying. I don't know. I don't really remember what happens, but I remember we kind of just get back in the car, blah, blah, blah other dream vignettes happen but then all of a sudden we're in a motel room my family and this is also what is weird because it feels it felt so real because when we went on vacations and stayed at these shitty motels when I was younger it would be like yeah my parents in one bed me and my sister in the other bed and you just hear all the stuff that's going on in a motel and all of a sudden there's this knock at the door and my sister and I both get up and we're like did we did we hear something? And before we could even fully address it, the door comes down. Like someone pu- pushes it open and it's the guy that was in the parking lot and he's got a gun and he starts like coming towards us and he like knocks my dad out and my mom and my sister somehow managed to get off the bed and run to the other side of the room. So my mother and my sister, somehow they managed to get up out of their beds and they go up against the wall. So basically it's just me and the dude and he's talking about how he's going to kill me. Um, because I'm I'm Satan or something. I'm possessed or something. And mm. he's got this gun that he's pointing at me. And in my dream, I remember saying, please don't shoot me. Horrifying as it is. That's um, so
1: scary. And then
2: getting up. And all of a sudden, his gun is now like a, bo- it's a large Bowie knife. And he's just talking about how he's going to kill me. And we're trying to be like, hey, please don't. And then I'll, And then I woke myself up. But it mm. felt so real. For so many different reasons, but also the way that it was just kind of weird, cohesive fever dream of like a family road trip with the shitty motels we would stay at and like the weird rest stops that you stop in and then, I don't know. Yeah, that was a rough one. That was a weird dream.
0: Mm. Mm, scary. So I'm doing great. Do (laughs) Do you have a lot of, well, my name is Augusta. This is the Phenomena podcast.
1: My name is Eva.
0: I'm Ruby. I'm a guest. <laughs> a recurring a guest, guest for this segment.
1: You're a guest in my home. Yeah.
0: Literally, am. don't you dare do those dishes. Don't you dare.
2: Don't, Meanwhile, honey, there's me at the doing? sink. I'm you... already scrubbing. I'm already scrubbing. Uh, I'm sorry, no,
0: guys. I'm,
1: no, I'm coming in there. I'm I bringing with you with a knife. cocktail and I'm, <laughs> I'm buffing you out.
0: I'm like, <laughs> not God. again. Yeah. Ruby do you have experience with these haunted highways a lot of them that I researched are in New Jersey I mean yes
2: absolutely because um well I feel like I'm a I'm an authority on highways for a number of reasons um one of which being I have a true (laughs) not true (laughs) lay them out yeah, um, one of which being that I was one of Bruce Springsteen's top listeners on Spotify this past year. So I think that makes me like pretty well-versed in highways and highway culture. Facts. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I did think it was an achievement as well. So Ruby, you're an expert on haunted highways for a couple of reasons. <laughs> yes. One of them being Bruce Springsteen. One of them, <laughs> them like being the every,
2: um, every highway that Bruce Springsteen drives down because he's haunted by the ghosts of lost loves and missed opportunities and whatnot. The other being that, yeah, mm-hmm. we have a we have a surprising amount of haunted roads in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and
1: something I noticed that was really unique about the haunted roads in New Jersey, too, and we can get into this, is um, they're still in use in a, yeah. a more high proportion compared to the other ones. Because obviously, like Route 66 being another really famous one, Route 66 was like officially removed from the National Register of Highways in, I think, 85, um, just because it really, like, was no longer the best way to get from Chicago to LA, so now you can only drive down parts of it, and it's called, like, Historic Route 66, Mm -hmm. and you can't actually drive the full, like, 2,500 miles, but pretty much all the haunted roads that I saw in New Jersey were still, like, 100% in use.
2: Yeah, yeah um yeah and they are and they're in these really weird areas too so they're like they're the kind of roads that when you're out in these like northwest jersey where technically there's technically it's kind of close to appalachia it's technically part Mm -hmm. of the appalachian mountains and the appalachian trail is out there but like it's very woody very hilly and you just like you get off these the high you get off like route 23 or something and you just end up on this these winding roads because there's not a lot of like mm-hmm. towns and stuff. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And they're quite, so it's quite weird for, they're always weird for me. Cause I'm used to like mega highways and stuff, but, um, I certainly mm-hmm. have. In retrospect, actually, I found myself in a lot of these weird roads and then didn't realize they were haunted till later. So someone was like, Hey, that road's haunted. Oh, oh that's interesting. Do you, um,
1: well, this is a really leading question, but have you ever had the experience of like feeling something eerie on a on a highway or in a location and then afterwards someone tells you it's haunted? Um, that's happened to me. Not on a highway.
2: The closest I've gotten to that, I mean granted as as I think i've 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 talked about before, I'm deeply afraid of of the woods and anywhere, so like if I'm on a road that's dark mm-hmm. and wooded, I just automatically am like something's wrong here, you're scared <laughs> yeah, I'm automatically <laughs> yeah. scared so yeah. like i'm already I'm already at that place, you know, but I think the closest was one time my sister and I were driving out west. this is not super paranormal, but we were driving out west in western New Jersey um in a dark road at night. Um and I saw the silhouette of something at first I was like, maybe it's a fox, but then so, like an actual fox or like a cat also walked across. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. quite small. So whatever this is, it's quite large. Oh. Okay. And it was the silhouette of a mountain lion. <gasps> um and yeah, so was I saw a there? mountain on the road. My sister? Mm-hmm. No, she knows no, the mountain lion.
1: <laughs> was she there, or was she an apparition? No, I'm dead serious. I was just referring real, to the mountain It was, line, was a real mountain,
2: mountain she... lion. But here's the thing: okay. the the um, Department of Animal. What is the name of it? The Department of Animal Animal <laughs> Control Wildlife. Or, uh, yeah,
1: Fish and Wildlife Services, which I used to work services. for, by the way.
2: But <laughs> yeah, um, right. Fish and Wildlife Services in New Jersey say that there are no mountain lions. That there are no mountain lions, but. All the yeah. like, there's all these weird forums online where, like, the locals are like, nah, we have mountain lions. A... They keep attacking, yeah, like, <laughs> they keep attacking <laughs> our, our cats and shit. Like, they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, like, this debate as to whether or not these yeah. mountain lions are out there. But I saw one. In which one. case, it
1: could have been a ghost. Or it could it have just been. been a mountain lion. I have a question. Linguistics question. Uh, everybody in the chat, do you guys call it a cougar, a mountain lion, or a puma where you're from?
2: Aren't they different things?
1: No. They're all the same thing. Uh, mountain mountain lion. lion. Okay, interesting. You? I've heard mountain lion and cougar.
2: I've,
0: I yeah, thought I a mean, po- cougar is a, puma is what a different we... cat.
1: Mm-mm. No, cougar, mountain lion, puma are all the same uh, species. I know, right?
0: We there's cougar out in Washington as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say if you saw one, I'd be like, "Oh, it's a mountain lion."
1: Okay. Um. So, um, uh, Gus, do you want to give like a little <laughs> overview? What? What? I was just trying to be Gus and move things along. Thank you. I'm it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: uh... Do I want to give a little overview of haunted highways?
1: Yeah, like the scope of this episode of like haunted roads and highways
0: sure so i think because we're doing this episode within the context of our folklore and americana myths um mm-hmm. arc i think it's most helpful to focus on haunted highways in america which actually does narrow it down significantly because there is a ton of they're basically everywhere that there is uh driving culture which is everywhere uh well i want to highlight one standout that i think really speaks to a lot of the qualities of haunted highways like there's like mm-hmm. basically i feel like two categories of haunted highways that i researched okay. one is the like classic horror movie haunted highway which is mm-hmm. a dead end road with no outlet
2: mm.
0: Mm. that's like that's like one kind of haunted road that people are super super scared of so the big one that comes up over and over again on every fucking you know zip car sponsored list or whatever which, <laughs> by the way the people who sponsor these best like best of ghost highways incredible people my, my 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 hats off to these content hirers but anyway the one that i really wanted to highlight and it's called boy scout lane because supposedly mm-hmm. a troop of boy scouts were led there by their Scoutmaster, master and he <gasps> killed them at the end of the road oh whoa but there's no historical proof of that that's like a fully potentially like a fully fabricated story but it is called boy scout lane and it is on the end of a dead end mm-hmm. road with no outlet so and there are like, a bunch
1: of like Boy Scout corpses. Right. So it might not, be true. Yeah. Might not be true, badges. but there's like bloody badges. <laughs> Damn it. There's like a lot. Every year you have to go and give the badge for haunting to these yes. Boy Scouts.
0: <laughs> Best ghost. Um, Poltergeist. Oh, hell yeah. For my Eagle Scout project, I'm going to resurrect them. I think then the other kind of uh, haunted highway, which Eva, you've touched on a little bit, is one that is in use and which un- unrelated Drivers report seeing similar things on. Mm -hmm. So, there's one where I think the experience that you're trying to conjure by telling that ghost story is that you get there, you're on the road, suddenly the road ends, and you realize that you're perhaps in a part of the world that you didn't intend to be on, right? You've Mm -hmm. been like taken out of your normal life Mm -hmm. into this sort of Mm -hmm. scary, you're no longer driving, you have nowhere to go. And, like, you know, it's that thing in a horror movie where you pull up to the end of the road and the lights are pointing. Into the woods. Yes. Yes. Totally. It's it's totally that moment, that vision. And then the other thing is like uh, you know, say like Clinton Road in Jersey, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where there's tons of sightings of all different kinds of things. It's just it's the it's the alternate thing, which is that instead of being haunted by one particular Ending. It's like a, you know, a ley line convergence site. It's like where a lot of Uh supernatural activity shows itself. So anything Uh in the area that's going to be haunted is going to happen there. So like Clinton Road, for example, you're supposed to be able to see ghosts, creatures, witches, Uh Satanists. And the KKK, they're all there, and mm-hmm. the aliens of all those, th- and aliens. The
1: KKK is everywhere on haunted roads and highways, which well, I, I think mean, is interesting. There's something I did said not know about, about the, about the aliens on Clinton Road. There's
2: something you said about the fact that it could just be that the KKK were quite prominent. They might just, they might just literally. Well, I just prominent.
1: mean like, I don't think it's a coincidence that legends of the KKK uh, re- rear their head um, in so many of these haunted yeah, highways yeah. in the United States.
0: Right. It feels like it has something <laughs> to do with uh, what mobility represents in the U.S., yes. right? Like, what are cars and what are highways? Yes. You know, I mean, it's such a foundational yes. part of America because we don't have functional trains, at least yes. not out west where I am. I know yes. we, you guys got a couple little nice trains over there. In we the got East, a couple but- nice trains. I'm sorry. Are you talking yeah. Like yeah. NJ
2: Transit? Like, are you trying to call NJ Transit functional?
1: I mean, it's definitely more functional than the trains they have in, like, fucking Louisiana. There's no trains I mean, in Louisiana. I mean,
2: there was, like, you there was even, like, last year where people were trapped on this one NJ Transit train for, like, four hours because they forgot about them.
1: Right. But, we're not contesting the that they're
2: good public
1: <laughs> transportation. It's just the, the presence, like, the fact right, that they right, were ever there, built. There. Whereas there's massive parts of the American South, Southwest, and West that are un- build trackable based on the fact that we have like no money for that kind of thing yeah, it's just the Wells fargo funds. wagon
0: coming through also <laughs> yeah really. like you have to
1: blast through mountains so what uh the themes that i sort of noticed um when i was doing my research which is uh my research for those at home is i just watch videos of like guys named uh hype mike that was one of the ones i watched uh, um mike with a y hype with an i no i'm kidding um <laughs>
0: Cat uh. Williams, big pimpin. Cat <laughs> Williams.
1: Um, yeah, I just watch videos of Cat Williams. No, okay. The research I do for this podcast uh, largely has to do with um, what's on the internet um, that's like published by individuals about these uh, th- topics that we talk about. So I like to watch videos of like amateur paranormalists. I think to your point of there being sort of two types of haunted roads, one is the dead end and one is the throughway. way, um, does sort of speak to the idea of like strangeness and familiarity that we talk about in pretty much every episode. Cause how can you not, when you talk about the paranormal, talk about, you know, what is familiar and what is unfamiliar. There's sort of this idea that roads are familiar because, they're basically the same everywhere. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can reasonably expect them, especially the interstate ones to be uniform in like the way that the road itself is. But the part that's so unfamiliar is where you're driving through and what's around you. And that's what can make it feel so scary. And some of the paranormal themes that I noticed when I was watching these videos um, about haunted roads were that there's a high concentration of things like Druidic practices, the KKK, a lot of monks, which is interesting mm-hmm, because the United States doesn't really have a long history of, like, asceticism or, like, monk-like practices.
2: There's only not got one very... Tony Shalhoub, so, I mean, there's really only one
0: Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> what I want to say is that the idea of driving... As being familiar and private and almost domestic, in that it's yourself and your life and your unit, but yet your unit of your self contained car, which is an extension of your idea of self, is traveling through these places that are very unfamiliar. And I mm. think that is a very big part of what generates a certain kind of
2: haunted road story. Um, well, I think there's also something we said. Like, I was actually the other day I was talking to a friend about um, the film Mulholland Drive* because, again, for the for the all oh. five listeners back home, I'm in film school. We had 74 listens in the last month. So. Oh, okay. So for all mm-hmm. 74 listeners, let's get that number mm-hmm. to 75. Um, I know.
1: (laughs) yeah you would listen to the podcast Ruby (laughs) I'm just kidding
2: (laughs) boy is it hot in here um so I was talking to I was talking to a friend about Mulholland Drive which opens with this like shot that is just a shot of like headlights driving down a road
0: exactly um
2: and it's this very unsettling image that you stay with for a long time and I think part of what it it strikes is this feeling of like When you're on a road like that, which Clinton Road and these roads in western New Jersey, they're very much like that because they're not highways. They've got, like, scattered streetlights, maybe, but they're dark. And so when it's Mm -hmm. just your headlight, there's such a clear distinction between that which is visible, that which is not. And there's always something beyond beyond what is visible for you. There's always a limit to the light. And Mm -hmm. I think that element of... Not knowing what is beyond. Um, That also gives like, I think it speaks to this kind of like universal um, anxiety that all of us have experienced at some point or another, you know, it's um, like Dumbledore says, the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of the unknown, but it's specifically like you're within this car, this unit, this thing that, as you were saying, like, it feels quite personal. You're not exposed, but you're traveling through somewhere where theoretically, you, you have an idea where you're going, you know, you're on a path. At the mm-hmm. same time, you feel quite isolated and like, almost like a dot in the ocean at that point in time, don't mm-hmm. you? I mean, I, I know, I've yeah. certainly
0: felt that way. And I think part of what makes highways unique in this way, uh, or, you know, freeways, you know, roadways in general, is that when you're in a car, especially when it's your own car, but I think rental cars um, get, you know, brought into this genre of kind of horror and fear as well. A lot of the time in in film and media, it's a A rental car that you're driving but there is always it's this incredibly as eva says like familiar almost domestic space it's certainly an extension of the home like i mean living in los angeles like i'm spend more time in my car than my bed right so like Mm -hmm. it is in many ways uh your personal space but the truth Mm -hmm. is when you are driving along a highway these mass distances especially at night you are always just one mechanical failure away from being stranded in mm-hmm. a, you know a really unfamiliar potentially really dangerous place I think part, mm-hmm. that's potentially part of why the KKK takes on can take on such a large uh, you know imaginary role in these because like mm-hmm. what could be scarier than <laughs> facing just the worst imaginable, part of america absolutely completely incidentally absolutely. completely mm-hmm. incidentally yeah. because you're you are you are left helpless like you are left yeah. unable to fend for yourself and all you can do i mean there's a reason why a lot of these you know the tales mention that oh the person couldn't get cell service right like yes if you can't call triple a
1: you're
0: just there and it's just you and whoever drives by and right. like who knows when that will happen right and who knows who mm-hmm. they are
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's only the worst thing you could imagine. Your only help is what is beyond the light, what you don't know. And in the dark, that is very easily um, imagined or seen to be the worst parts of America. The KKK, some sort of satanic ritual, um, angry locals, cannibals, like these sort of ideas. I mean, I've even heard a lot of... British commentary when I was living in England I heard a lot of British commentary that the idea of driving through America is so terrifying because there's this idea that if you like broke down the people that lived there would be so uh like hostile Hmm. to outsiders and you just don't know where you are like what if you're in like a murder cannibal sex cult where your car breaks down okay first of all
2: first of all everybody in this country this country being where I am the UK Hostile is, across it, the board. So I don't I know, know where they're going. So, I'm
1: like, Americans are so friendly, but that's the idea. It's like, oh, there's just thousands and thousands of miles. Right. I mean, Route 66 is over 2,500 miles, like, or it was before it was um, dissected. But, you know, the, it's the idea that there's like literally thousands of miles, which are also thousands of kilometers of unknown right culture and and places and practices that, statistically it's probably texas chainsaw massacre country like, right yeah <laughs> like right. mathematically you're more likely to be in the texas chains or what's that video game mathematically you're more
2: likely to be in texas just leave it at that yeah, well, actually yeah that's
0: actually true mathematically you're most likely to be in texas i think part of what's interesting about the kind of what is it you know shows us the style and the type of these legends and what might be scary about them about that story is that there is uh, a real outsider quality to a lot of these yes. where like the you fear can't is get not there just from here that, yeah exactly the yes. fear is not just that you break down and see the ghost of like a lady or whatever it's that you break yeah. down and everyone you ask has glowing eyes right yeah. like everyone yes. you ask for directions is yes. part of something you know, yes. you've you yes. you've, you've mm-hmm. driven through a portal. Like yes. you're in you're in you've, unfamiliar territory and everyone yes. here is from like the upside down. Like that is such a yes. core component to many of these stories.
1: Yes. A world where you not only are you not welcome more than you're not welcome. You're
0: prey. You're a victim. Yeah, that's
1: thank you. That's what I was that's, yeah. Yes, thank you. You're prey. It's like it's like, oh dinner's arrived, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: right.
1: yeah.
2: But I also want to get back to because I I mean not to focus too much on film stuff but to get back to that no, kind of like Lynchian important. um opening to something like mulholland drive yeah. i think there's also something to be said about the experience of driving at night on these types of roads and in general there's something very um i think i i don't want to say dreamlike but i think there's something very much that connects it to dreamlike, and maybe that's also just mm-hmm. me thinking because i had that weird dream recently mm-hmm. um but I think there's something connected to that kind. There's something there with like the, thinking about it as a the subconscious level. But I mean, even just the experience yeah. of driving can be such a a meditative thing a in of itself. Like, and it's like yeah. hypnotic. Yeah, the, yes, when you can literally yes. get road hypnosis. So um, yeah. To find yourself hypnotized.
1: <laughs> Got a bitch in the front seat giving me road hypnosis. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so when So when you get something, like, when you experience that kind of road hypnosis in your driving, especially at night, there is something. I've tried. I I'm tried. Sorry, I'm trying so hard to, like, formulate something smart. It's not working. But I'm trying no, so hard. And it. I'm getting undermined by Eva's yeah. road hypnosis. Uh innuendo anyway thinking about like the connection between driving and the experience of driving at night and road hypnosis and the subconscious um Mm -hmm. i think that also plays part of it as well and also when literally the experience of driving um you know when you've been driving for a long time and you get you literally just get tired and exhausted and you mm-hmm. start to worry that you will fall asleep behind the wheel. Yes. Not that I've ever Absolutely. done that. Don't mm-hmm. take my license away. But um, <laughs> I do think Hello, there is 911? this kind, of, yeah, there is this kind of connection between like subconscious um, fear and um, this, yeah, this kind of the subconscious world and the experience of yeah. driving alone yeah. at
0: night. It does feel like a portal into dreams. One of the images that stays with me from. Film and from truly just campfire stories about Mm -hmm. when a driving incident happens because it is the inciting incident in more than just Mm. highway hauntings. It's the inciting incident in so much horror and so much um, fear-based lore. Mm -hmm. But the image that stays with me is uh, you're driving, it's night, the energy in the car is either sleepy or peaceful. There's music playing or the heater's on, you know, your butt's getting warm. It's like nice and toasty. You're almost there. It's been hours. You're totally spaced out. And then bam, something hits your car. Mm, Yes.
1: Or your car hits someone.
0: Exactly. And you have to pull Mm -hmm. over and see what it was. And either they're collapsed and it's impossible to see what's going on. And there's like this terrifying moment of deciding whether or not you have to interact with something that you've done or Mm -hmm. it's gone. Yeah. 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 At those two moments, I think, when you've entered into that dream portal and you've now realized that this place is not a safe place to be, but that it's too late. You've crossed over either through negligence or through absent mindedness or simply through bad luck. Luck. Yeah. Is genuinely I mean really taps into a, a deep fear about what it means to get from one place to another in your own little personal world. Yeah.
2: And I think also going back to that image of like the headlights on a on a dark road. Um mm-hmm. it's what is known and what is unknown, and that clear delineation mm-hmm. between the two, so then when something briefly when you're driving and something briefly creeps into that no, that field of vision, yeah um the example of my mountain lion story when for a split second, you see the silhouette of a mountain lion and then you drive past it, and there's no streetlight, so it's just gone, and you're left questioning did did was there something there, did I see something? It's such a homogenous experience driving down a road, even when it's a a wooded road, it's just like trees, debris, like, so when something breaks that monotony, especially when you've been in this kind of trance like driving state, it's quite, it's, it's terrifying, it jolts you away. (laughs) it's scary mm-hmm.
1: yeah the idea that something unfamiliar interrupts your routine of of yourself and you know what driving is but yeah. you don't know what even the world around that
2: you it is. interrupts it it's the it's the question of did i see that was there something there
1: yeah
0: there's also something very american about this feeling of like i actually like limited resources right like mm. When I'm, you know, I mean, I'm thinking about drives I've taken in the Pacific Northwest, like from Seattle to Portland or like in Seattle, um, up into the mountains, like in the mm-hmm. east, you know, you're in these forests that are like, I mean, they're massive. Yeah. Ma- I mean, the trees you yeah. have to crane your neck to see above you mm-hmm. and you're in, yeah. you're in these massive mountain ranges, like, you know, world record mountains. Yeah. And you're so deep in the woods. And when you're driving, it's like, if you run out of gas, you've run out of gas.
1: Yeah. You're like
2: in Donner Party country. Yeah. Like there's nothing you can do.
0: And you're also very close to doing that,
2: pulling that Donner Party bullshit right there. Like I'm always one, I'm always one like car accident away from being like, all right. From eating your sister. Yeah. Who are we eating first? (laughs) I think one of the
1: scariest parts Of these um, paranormal, like, feelings of driving, both of you guys touched on the idea that you now have to make a choice to engage with something that might be dangerous or not. Like, Ruby said, like, oh, is that real? And like you said, with something like um, hitting your car or coming out of nowhere. And then it's like, okay, now I have the opportunity to either... Opportunity. Now I have... Now I'm faced yeah, now I'm faced with the choice of either staying within my safe car and either waiting it out, or I have to get out of my car and go look for help. Mm. Um, or something else like that. And knowing that waiting in your car is not going to solve anything means that you essentially have to get out of your car and do something about it.
0: And there's something so American about that, right? Like that you would actually that you would have a road that you can drive down and just not know where it is. Like yes. that these these roads are cut into a land that so many of us just fundamentally don't understand, mm, right? Yes. Like you can live somewhere for your entire life and you can see a species of animal there that scientists don't know is there. Mm, like, yes. That is yes. not a thing that they have Yes, haven't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that there's just miles, I mean, just hundreds and yeah. hundreds of miles of the United States Absolutely. that like are, you know, questionably occupied like yes you're not gonna know even from living a few miles from there for most of your life who is actually there like that is a particularly and distinctly uh American thing as it pertains to these legends right like it's it's these ghosts are so unknown and it's not like a lot of ghost stories where it's that the ghosts come and like torment people they have a problem with individually right it's just like there's there is such a randomness and such a chance to it yeah such a feeling chance to it such a feeling of chance that is so like so much a feeling of fate that's so mm -hmm. scary
2: (laughs) can i ask i don't know do you guys know that urban legend this is not really a paranormal one but it's um the urban legend of the woman who's driving home and there's this, she's driving home late at night and there's this truck behind her that keeps flashing its headlights and it just, it's following her. Yes. Okay, this is one I wanted to talk about actually definitely
1: before we close.
2: Yeah. May I? Yeah. Yes. So there's this woman, she's been working, she's working late, something, she's driving home, um, the roads are dark and all of a sudden... She realizes there's this truck driving behind her and all she sees are it's like it's it's uh, headlights and it keeps flashing its high beams and it's tailing her now. So it keeps getting closer and closer and just flashing its high beams all of a sudden. She's getting more and more concerned. So she starts driving. She takes all these kind of weird twists and turns to check. Is it really following me? What's going on? And it is. It's, It's getting even closer and it just keeps erratically flashing its high beams at her. Um, so she's getting more and more concerned and finally she, she, uh, arrives at her house and she pulls into the driveway and she sprints out, um, and runs to her front door and the truck pulls into the driveway behind her and the guy, a guy gets out of the truck, but instead of going like following her, he goes to her car, opens up the back door and there's pulls out a man. And he's like, I've been following you. Cause I saw this man get into your car. And I flashed my high beams because that was he kept getting up from behind. He was hiding in the back seat, and he kept getting up to st- you know, slash your throat, strangle you, garrote you, whatever. Um, so he was flashing the high beams to like warn her, so that he would have to hide back down behind the seat. Do you know you know that one? Mm,
0: that's really yeah. scary.
2: I think about that it's one really beyond all scary. The
1: tie. <laughs> yeah the idea that what you thought was scary isn't even the part that's scary and i think that really ties into the paranormal in the woods specifically i mean i guess also the the only thing i'm really familiar with is woods and swamps so that's the only thing i can speak to but a lot of woods and swamps (laughs) like the idea of the paranormal in the woods and swamps specifically one of the things about it that is so scary and so specific is the idea that it's not what you thought was scary there's something else going on. So you are scared of wolves. You are scared of uh, hypothermia. You are scared of like things like that. And then it's like, oh no, it's actually the person you thought was helping you, or it's actually the ghost, or it's you know, well, there's like I this weird say, moment where she's.
2: I would say for this, she's actually, scared of the
1: truck, but it's he's a good guy, and there's something else going on.
2: I would say for this, this goes to back to what Gus was saying about like the cars being like a weird extension of a domestic space, though isn't it? Because in our head as well, it's like, if she stays in the car and just drives fast enough to get away from this truck, she's fine. But really what it is, it's someone's Uh invaded this space Uh that's hers. There's already like an unsafe entity in the car, which is something that I think, again, is terrifying to think about that someone has invaded. It's like a, it's a I feel like in the American psyche, it's a second form of the home invasion. Totally agreed. Okay.
1: I think what I meant to say, let me be more clear. um, And you can still disagree with me if you disagree. What I meant to say Mm -hmm. was she is in fear of the truck behind her and believes that her car is the safe space and then her home. So her idea is all what I'm escaping is the truck. So if she were to just speed away from the truck, she would feel safe in her car when in reality, the danger is in her car. That's what I meant to say.
2: Yeah, the call is coming from inside the, the Honda.
1: Yes, that's what I meant to say. So it's like the thing that you think is safe, your car is not.
0: Well, and it and it brings us to something that I don't even think that we've really touched on yet, because it's not that present in these stories, but it's that other people on the road. I mean, there is, <laughs> there is nothing like the feeling of having someone flash their high beams at you and not knowing why. Mm-hmm. It happens to me all the time in LA. People just, people flash their, people have a variety of driving languages and they just do whatever mm-hmm. they think is right. And, they'll flash their lights at you cause they want to pass or because they're mad at you or by accident or there's a man hiding in your back seat, or there's a man hiding in your backseat. You know, there's no way to know. And you kind of just have to proceed as though everything's normal. <laughs> like you kind of have to do a check and then just be more aware of them. And it's really, really scary if it's just you and that person on the road trying to communicate with you. Because the thing about a car is that you inside it are a person and they inside it are a person, but on the road, you're just two cars. You have no verbal language. You have no ability to communicate beyond the incredibly crude limits of a honk and high beams. Two, two, beep, beep. And maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe a hand out the window. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, it appears that you're facing against a non-human entity, which is part of why, like, the car ran Mm -hmm. you off the road and there was no driver. is kind of so genuinely scary. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I think also because cars you know, any kind of interaction with a car like that, where it's, it remove it, it suddenly turns the experience of driving and being on a road into another, into a human interaction, which is certainly not something I ever tried to t- try to have when I'm in a car, you know, like, I feel very much like I'm in this car, I am machine yeah. now. <laughs> um, and I'm cranking my tunes. But you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a mechanical experience. And so to, to be reminded that and maybe this sounds like, uh, psychopathic in a way but to to be reminded of the humanity of someone else on the road but specifically yeah. that someone is trying to interact with you um
0: well it's just it, part of what's so scary about it is that they can't right like it would be one thing it's one thing to pass somebody on the street and have them say something to you and be like what <laughs> it's another thing to pass someone in a car and they honk at you it's there's no way to discern what that means. All you know is they want your attention. So it's this incredibly ambiguous space. All
2: I know is that I have a. All I know is that I have a bumper sticker that says "Honk if um, you think my hair is cute," and they just keep honking.
0: Honk if you want to kill yeah. me, and they're just honking and honking. Honk if you want to kiss. Yeah, honk if you're the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: fun fact: A friend of mine in New Orleans has a cover band called "Hank
0: if You're Horny." that's really funny thank you so eva you said you wanted to talk about other people in cars and you want to talk about burial sites do you want to bring us through one of those myths or legends
1: the two that uh i wanted to bring up briefly were tower hill road um which is in cumberland rhode island um and it's a road that it goes by this mausoleum that's been condemned and condemned mausoleum my dude it is the scariest fucking thing you've ever seen in your fucking life oh my
2: god i would love to be interred oh that's crazy A condemned i'm sorry did they take the bodies out no the
1: road goes by this condemned mausoleum and actually there's a lot of uh like social and legal disputes between the town that condemned it and the families who have um people buried there because you can't go in to you can break in because all the windows are broken, but you can't officially go in to um to visit or no one can be interred there even if you've like already paid for spots in it. And the videos that I did see where kids break in basically through a window, um it's been just ravaged by grave robbers. Oh like my God, that's smashed so scary so scary there's like coffins sinking into like six inches of ice that has just accumulated over years and years and years of like melting and refreezing and melting and refreezing there's like smashed open whatever you call the individual boxes in mausoleums the that front plate um totally smashed in um the even like Even like the artifacts that are left outside the graves have been like smashed or stolen. Yeah, there are like flowers and things that have been left at the graves. That are from like the 60s or 70s, from before it was condemned. There's like wiring that's exposed. Maybe there've been people sleeping in there. It's very scary. The coffins are like half out of their things, like fallen onto the ground. These massive mid-century, like uh, for those who are not familiar with the history of coffin design, um, the mid-century coffins are hulking. Coffins follow cars in American design history. So if you can picture like a huge family Cadillac from the 70s, that's the what these coffins are like. Just like half fallen out like teetering on the edge of like basically sliding into like a frozen ditch. It's very bizarre. Um but that's a very haunted highway. Um it's not a highway, it's just and, a road.
0: Well, what does the what does the haunting look like on the road? So like are people compelled to pull over and go into this building? Are the spirits of people who were interred there, like what does it look like?
1: That's a good question. So this is one that's orbs and accidents.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So accidents is a really common manifestation of these highway hauntings, which I think is interesting because it sort of speaks back to when our tour guide briefly mentioned the suicides at NYU by the potter's field, where it's like, no, these are not moments where someone saw a ghost or felt a ghostly presence. It's just sort of the idea that the echoes of bad feeling from the improper uh, burial of dead uh, or disposal of bodies without their like, last rites, the idea that this can echo like a, a negative or violent energy, um, which is the case with the other um, highway that I... Saw that really sort of spoke to me that is over a burial site, which is I 4. If you've heard of that one, it's the highway that goes east west across Florida. Um, mm. and there's of a crystal already, <laughs> <laughs> and there's an <laughs> east coast elitism, uh, and there's a uh, <laughs> no, east I mean- coast
2: elitism against east the, in the eastern state of Florida. I mean, me
1: too, but um, <laughs>
2: no, but uh.
1: So I-4 has something called the I-4 dead zone. And I-4 mm-hmm. is about 132 miles. And between two, this is me just basically reciting a, like, a CBS piece I saw in it. Um, between it. 2011 and 2015, all four of those years, the highway averaged more than one death per mile. So that's Jesus. hundreds of deaths a year. Yeah, Jesus. for four oh straight years. Um and one of the worst spots is the, the dead zone. And it's right above, uh, in a spot where a family was buried without being given their last rites. Um, mm-hmm. and a really adorable dorky, um, like Florida historian who wears like an old timey, like Spanish colonial outfit, um, gives you like a little, <laughs> can give you like a little tour of the dead zone. He's lovely. I don't remember his name, but, um, And the idea is that there was this family um, and they died and they were hastily buried because it was uh, amidst like a cholera outbreak. Again, we have hasty burials during these times of sickness um, that lead to these like violent butterfly effects. And uh, when it was going to be turned into the highway, like 100 years later, there were these like rotting crosses above their burial grounds. So the bodies were supposed to be exhumed and moved and uh, buried properly, but they never were just basically because they were trying to rush this highway. This was in like the late 50s, early 60s. And now the I-4 dead zone, there's no cell service. And there have been over 2,000 reported accidents on this site.
2: Wait a second. So you're telling me it's like poltergeist style where it's like, you moved the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. Well, the bodies were never buried
1: properly in the first place. So yeah, yeah, the idea that these uh, improper burials or these disruptions in the world of the dead create violent echoes that cause accidents nearby is common. And I wanted to talk about it. I mean what it, thoughts
0: <laughs> it brings us back to something we've talked about before in the context of America which is our history and our lack of knowledge of it coming back to haunt us,
2: right? Like the the
0: American past Mm -hmm. is something that most of us don't really understand in terms of place, right? right? Like we may have a sense of national history or a sense of hyper-local history, but deep history of a place, the way that it may be passed down through generations of people living in the same place is just not an American thing, except Mm -hmm. for a very specific and small few. I mean, there are people Mm -hmm. who are from, you know, five generations of the same Family in the same location, but that's really, really rare, and there Mm -hmm. aren't like, you know, we are just not deeply connected to place history in that way. And I think that that creates a form of psychic anxiety in a lot Mm -hmm. of places. I mean, not to get too Freudian, but I think that people want to know what happened here because people Mm -hmm. feel that bad things happen, and they're right. Yeah, and the idea that not knowing the darkness of your own history is going to come back and bite you in the ass because you're going to stay you're going to be somewhere that's not safe where unsafe things have happened and people have been heart, you know hurt before and you're not going to know and it's going to lead to your death is like deeply rooted in some kind of american mm-hmm. psychic trauma i feel mm-hmm.
2: oh absolutely and i mean you know i know i just invoked poltergeist a second ago but it's also that that kind of um problematic like incredibly problematic but common trope in at least the horror genre in general, which is like the ancient, to to use the phrase, the yeah. ancient Indian burial ground, Yeah, absolutely. Um, which it usually never is, but it's always this idea of like, that is the one, it's like the glib blanket statement of the sin we all know was committed, but we know few, mm-hmm. so few specifics about when we really talk about it. Um, so, you know, I remember once watching an episode of, of of ghost adventures Mm -hmm. um i think it was the the bell witch cave did you ever see that episode Mm -mm. so they're talking about the bell witch cave. anyway it's a cave but effectively what happens in the episode and i thought it's really funny because of course it's ghost adventures but it's also really sad when you actually think about it is um they're going the narrative that they're going for is of course just normal witch type but they talk to this one old guy, this one old white guy who's like, well, you know, my theory, backed up by nothing. He's like, my theory is um, this was actually, you know, an ancient Indian burial ground. And mm-hmm. that's why it's haunted. And that's the malevolent spirit that's haunting this place. Which, of course, there's there was no, like, evidence or other support with. But they run with that for the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, this is our thing now because we we understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always feel like that's such an interesting it's both like a weird semi addressing of like the sins of, of American history and art like of the settler colonial roots of this state, but also such a way that doesn't really address it mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, we've still rendered, um, our quote unquote victims. Well, our victims quote unquote enemies of the past as, um, now are still malevolent forces that are still attacking us, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. us being like, you know, the, presumably the descendants yeah. of the yeah the white descendants of um those colonizers so we're still under attack by these quote-unquote like malevolent yeah um
1: and somehow they're spirits. more
2: spiritual
1: also like specifically in of their course. attack yeah. and in the sort of like character of their the maligned character of the native americans is like that they're somehow more natural or more spiritual or more uh the force of nature and the supernatural. What well, just how I guess. think about
0: the story that you told Eva is that it relates to what Ruby's saying about like I think the Indian burial ground is oftentimes yes it is uh, an anxiety about the settler colonial state, but it's also an anxiety about what we destroy when we destroy progress, right? Like it is truly right. the destruction of history,
1: right? It is the yeah. destruction
0: of tradition, and the the highway story is no different. It is. Mm-hmm there was a terrible thing that happened here and bodies are buried and they're meant to stay safe and we mm-hmm. have to destroy them for the sake of progress. We have places to go. We have to drive. Yeah. We need industry. We yeah. need trucks drive. going across yeah. this country 24 seven. Mm-hmm. And t- to make that progress, you got to dynamite those mountains. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to, Yeah. it doesn't, you know, whatever it takes, lay those spikes down, right? Like, yep. that is, I mean, we no longer live in that industrial era. But I think that the destruction of knowledge that came with a lot of that forward movement is mm-hmm. a real, very genuine anxiety that, you know, I think the idea that the victims of that come back to re victimize those who are trying to use the thing that victimized them yes. is, mm-hmm. uh, is kind of it's kind of intelligible to me, you know,
2: yeah,
1: absolutely. Just like how you are kind of intelligible to it's me.
0: kind of
2: intelligible. Oh, <laughs> just <laughs> like you're the only intelligible person on this call right now.
1: <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to mention that I felt like was worth mentioning um, that I kept seeing was these phantom vehicles, especially Clinton Road has mm. one, like a phantom truck. Um, but a lot of yeah. places have these phantom vehicles that – People driving down roads witness, uh, apparitions of accidents and they believe them to be real. And then when they go to check on them, they're not, um, or they witness an apparition of a truck or a car trying to run them off the road from behind or coming at them directly from the front. And that causes them to veer off the road and, die or whatever get in accidents jersey
2: drivers am (laughs) i right (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: they just call that the jersey turn bike no but um
2: no we call that the jersey slide baby what's Um, the jersey slide oh that's a real thing um do I re- do you guys really want me to? Is a Jersey slide it's, driving it's, the wrong way down the highway? <laughs> no, it's um, it's uh, changing like four. It's oh, like changing across, like, like five four lanes. lanes to exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah without, From the um, left, from the fast that signal. Yeah, ring. from the fast line. Okay, yeah. I did know
1: that. No, um, yeah, but yeah, uh, like a car coming up behind you on a narrow road or coming towards you the wrong direction on a narrow road, forcing you to make a decision that hurts yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know if I know what to say about that, but it feels well, really. Again, the only thing I have to say about that is that you know we do some interesting. We have some interesting driving practices in New Jersey. So talking about <laughs> ghost cars on Clinton Road, I think
0: that's just us. <laughs> I think that's just like that's just your friend. Someone's dad. Camaro was white or something. Yeah. yeah, it's
2: like me actually. I used to have a white Ford Explorer, so they're probably talking about like me, like toot toot back there with my gross ass, like um tank of a car. I loved your
1: car ruby once took me and our friend hannah on a really nice road trip
2: that road that that farm was on um that was where i saw the mountain line no shit that's dope yeah and that's actually very that's very close to clinton road mm-hmm. well yeah, there you go i took them the to western jersey once, but um yeah no i think well i mean something we didn't really talk about much at all, but I guess you have to wonder how many of these haunted highways are actually related to the fact that many of these roads are quite dangerous. Oh, not even in a paranormal level, but literally just as like they're not safe places to drive. So, a lot like that road in Florida, oh, actual. Yeah tremendous death has happened on there and they're just unsafe places
1: so i have commentary on that really quick i want to say um Mm -hmm. so i guess what i want to circle back to we don't have to go into it in depth but i want to point out the similarity between the idea of seeing a car that forces you to run yourself off the road that circles back to this idea of like having to choose to leave your predetermined safe travel idea like oh i'm going from a to b i'm in my own car i'm safe i'm by myself it's going to be okay and then there's this moment of like paranormal intrusion that causes you to have to take action that is outside safety Mm. re-safety of roads um so i4 what i talked about before um the road in florida is really dangerous i mean it was hastily put together and so was route 66 all these to um gus's point of like rapid ex- rapid expansion of like do what you have to do get the spikes in the ground get this road built cover these graveyards doesn't matter like blast through these mountains just get it done um i do mm-hmm. think that it like reflects um an idea that that wasn't a safe way to go about it and that these roads aren't well made and that some of them are really windy i mean uh the one in rhode island is incredibly windy incredibly icy very like very uh you can't
2: even pull off of it it's essentially one way it's so small
1: um
2: These roads in New Jersey as well are are quite – like um, Clinton roads and then like Shades of Death as well. Mm -hmm. They're quite perilous and twisty and Mm -hmm. turny roads and um, they're not really highways. There's like long – Yeah, that's why they retired
1: Route 66 because you
2: can't pass
1: on it. It's so small. You can't safely pass without running off the road. What were you going to say, Gus?
0: Well, that it's like industry at the expense of individuals. Yes, that that is such a, there's such a deep American fear in that, Mm -hmm, such a feeling that if you are not the person driving, uh, you know, fast along the highway, then you're the person getting left behind. You're going to run into a ditch.
2: Yeah. If you ain't first or last, Ricky Bobby. Um, but I mean, even in the New Jersey example, I mean, I remember someone telling me once, and I don't know if this is true, but this is again, just like Jersey lore was someone was like, yeah, the reason that even now highways and roads in new jersey are quite confusing especially for outside drivers um, is that they've been con- like they made them confusing during like you know revolutionary war and um other era- other eras of smuggling <laughs> and various smuggling mm-hmm. eras specifically so that they could be safe like um outsiders would be confused by them
0: right so i've always
2: understood yeah yeah, it's like that on purpose there's an intentionally misleading and confusing element to to new jersey roads um and it's also it's funny to me because i've never found them confusing because if you grow up driving on them they do make sense to you even even when you go to these parts of the state you're not like oh i can't figure
1: out how manhattan
0: is a grid I mean, I think in conclusion, one of the things that's the most interesting about the haunted highways is the ways that uh, it is both uniquely American and ubiquitous throughout the country and yet hyper-local in its fixations, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that we've touched on throughout. So, like, in Florida, you have these very particular stories, very particular people. You know, in New Jersey, you have the aliens and you have the KKK. I mean, we didn't really talk so much about California and Washington, but there's all kinds of specific cults and locations. And they each represent a kind of a generalized anxiety about a specific thing within that place. But I think that anxiety can be shared all across America and all across drivers and people who are reliant on cars and on, honestly, highways and the crumbling infrastructure of this country to get from place to place. And I think part of what is so fascinating about these like legends and stories is this simultaneous sense of individualism and powerlessness. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we've touched on throughout these various stories Mm -hmm. is that you're alone and you're reliant on yourself and it's just you and your car and you've got it and you're handling it. But then there's always the possibility that fate will just, you know, pretty much run you off the road. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what makes these stories so fascinating.
2: Wow, it's like the our shared anxieties travel via interstate <laughs> across the country so to
0: speak. In a dream state. Uh,
2: you can't you can't see me Gus, but I was sitting yeah. here like with my mouth open and my hands on my cheek going yeah. like, "Oh, whoa.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's cr- yeah, the 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 relationship between the general and the individual here is very pointed and mm. very scary.
2: Well, I would even go so far as to say the regional and mm-hmm. the national, totally. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. Yeah, and that's the whole idea of highways is making those connected. That's the yeah, making those the connected. But yeah. then there's like a deep anxiety wow. about not wanting others to be connected to you, and not wanting to be connected to the wrong kind of other.
0: Yeah. Well, and wanting right. and wanting to pass through safely. Yes, I mean that's something that unifies yes. these mm. stories and unifies the idea of going through mm-hmm. ghost spaces is that. You have to pass through certain areas to get where you're going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a big place, America. Yeah. But also, you know, if you stop in the wrong place, if you don't end up where you were trying to go, there's always the possibility you end up in grave or terrible
1: danger. Mm-hmm. Just like how the ghosts want to pass through <laughs> to, you know, death. And instead, mm-hmm, exactly. they're sinking into the ice. But yeah, toot, toot, beep, beep. beep Thank toot, you beep, so beep. much for joining toot, us toot, today, beep, Ruby, baby. and all of our listeners. <laughs> um happy holidays to those who celebrate happy and uh holidays. try not to get crampused, i guess crampus your style Ooh. all right no this is getting cut out okay this is bye. all right bye everybody bye. thank you
2: bye oh didn't like that
0: <laughs> I didn't like that either. I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> um...